0: you're listening to The Kin Podcast, episode number 18. And in this episode, we're going to talk about something that is not the most popular, to be honest with you. Super cringeworthy, maybe, but actually really important. And that's mistakes. Because we all love to make mistakes, right? Not... And you might be thinking, I don't want to listen to a full podcast episode about mistakes. Like, that sounds absolutely horrible. But the truth is that it's actually really important, namely the permission to make mistakes. Giving yourself the permission to make mistakes can change your life and your career. It really changes how you approach life. So if you'll stick with me and listen to this kind of cringeworthy episode on mistakes, I will share with you the biggest mistakes that I have made in my life and also in my career. I feel a little queasy about sharing this stuff, but... I think it's important and I hope that maybe you can learn something from avoiding the mistakes that I've made. So anyway, what do you say? Let's do this.
1: You're listening to The Kin Show, where we explore the intricacies of the human heart, faith, relationships, spirituality, parenthood, and more, celebrating our journeys as seekers. We believe in love, in giving more of it to every person we interact with and to ourselves. We believe in living with intention for our children, for our communities, and most importantly, for ourselves. We believe we are all one family, one kin, kindred spirits loved unconditionally by God. And we believe it's more important to actually know God than to just know about God. Seeker, writer, photographer. Your host, Marcella Chamorro, shares perhaps way too many personal stories and asks you the right questions to help you uncover what's best for your life. This is not our practice life, so let's make the most of it. Are you ready to hear inspiring interviews and coffee table chats with Marcella? Grab a cup of coffee and prepare to transform your definition of your dream life. Here's your host, boy band lover and master of deep conversations, Marcella Chamorro.
0: All right, so before we get into today's topic of mistakes, I know you're all super excited. I wanted to share two things with you. The first thing is that I am in a great mood today. I got in my workout. I did my centering prayer. And I just finished watching a few episodes of Carpool Karaoke. And how can I not be in a good mood after watching Harry Styles Carpool Karaoke? I'm on a roll. But let's get to the second thing. I honestly wanted to just share that last week's episode on making soul friends was listened to an exorbitant amount of times. No, it was the most listened to episode. And it, you know, I think Tuesday of this week was the podcast's best day with the most amount of listens ever. And not only was it gratifying to me to see, you know, people tuning in every time I would refresh, it was more people and all this stuff not in like an egotistic way, but just it was validating to me that what I'm doing here seems to be working. And I am so grateful that you are are listening. And that also it seems like you're sharing the show. I'm honestly so grateful for that. And I'm so humbled and honored to be here and talking, you know, thank you for letting me into your ears. And I wanted to say that before I got into today's episode, because now we're ready for the buzzkill. Let's talk about mistakes. (laughs) All right, so let's talk mistakes. Now, in general, we all know we're not supposed to make them. You know how many clickbait titles there are out there that are like, don't make this mistake. You know, uh, they'll do this to avoid blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you know, the conditioning that we receive from our society about mistakes in general is super strong, and it starts really early. You know how many times like, we tell our kids, like, don't, don't, careful, don't touch that it's hot. I mean, yes, it's hot. Like don't, don't let them touch burning things, (laughs) but you know, it starts early. We all want to help even, you know, a baby avoid mistakes. And that continues to stay with us as we get older and older and older. And then later on, it's, you know, it's high stakes stuff. You know, you don't want to make a mistake that's going to impact your finances. For example, we don't want to make a mistake that's going to end up with somebody hurt. But I'm talking more about mistakes that are, you know, smaller, sometimes bigger. But I mean, in general, just smaller mistakes, little road bumps you hit along the way. The problem with the social conditioning that we receive from the time that we're young is that we learn that mistakes are terrible. To make a mistake is an offensive act you know and it starts so young where we end up being perfectionists you might not think that you're a perfectionist you might think like you know i know much more perfectionist people i'm not a type a kind of person you might be but you might think that you don't fall in that camp but if i were to ask you to purposefully make a mistake today would you do it no way nobody wants to send an email with a typo to somebody important Nobody wants to forget your kid's lunch at home. But the thing is, we all end up making mistakes whether or not we want to or not. It's just part of the human experience. Like we are not perfect beings. There is no way that you can get through an entire day without making a mistake. And it might be as simple as a typo or the lunch, but it also might be saying something that you weren't supposed to, to somebody. It might be, you know, giving up on that workout that you really wanted to get in, but you're just not feeling it. It might be anything. But we are incapable of being perfect and getting through an entire day without making a mistake. That's just how we're made. It's how we're programmed. So the question is, how do you treat yourself when you make a mistake? Is it no big deal? Or do you berate yourself? Because we've been taught to be really mean to ourselves when we make a mistake. You know, when I treat somebody in a way that I didn't mean to, or when I say something that I wasn't supposed to say, or when I do something that I wasn't meant to do, or I forget something really important. Like yesterday, I had to cancel my kid's dentist appointment 30 minutes before the appointment. I felt really bad. I felt really bad. But you know what? I made a mistake. I didn't check my calendar. But you know what? I gotta let it go. Which leads me to giving yourself the permission to make mistakes. And this starts really young. Now I've shared here on the podcast before in episode five on affirmations, and I think I've mentioned in other episodes as well, that there's something very specific that we say here in our house to our kids in order to give them the permission to make mistakes. And that is, no pasa nada in Spanish. In English, you know, I make it a little longer and I say, we don't make big problems out of small things. And my kids have really taken to it. They're really taken to it. And sometimes when it's kind of a big thing, they'll look at me and they'll say, small thing. And I'm like, nope, this is kind of a big thing. But (laughs) let's not draw on the walls and marker. But the truth is that we try as much as possible to give them the permission to make mistakes. Because you know what? That's what I was given. My parents gave me the permission to make mistakes. And I don't mean that they were like, don't worry about it, girlfriend, go out there and fall off your bike. No big deal. No, I mean, it wasn't as outright as that. And, you know, there were definitely boundaries that we couldn't cross as children, but but there were not unrealistic expectations placed on me. So I was kind of shown to give myself the permission to make mistakes from an early age. But, you know, it's not really something that's easy to master. I mean, if I asked you right now, do you give yourself permission to make mistakes? What would your answer be? You know, we're taught to appear perfect, to have it all together. And the truth is that we're all really falling apart from time to time. There's this quote that has made its rounds on the internet, and you might have heard it already, but I think it's worth sharing. It's from Steve Furtick, and what he says is, the reason we struggle with insecurity is because we compare our behind the scenes with everyone else's highlight reel. You know, it's really hard to think that you're the only one making mistakes. Everyone on Instagram looks picture perfect, their house looks wonderfully clean. You know, I've shared this before on the on the podcast, but to tell you the truth, I am recording this episode in a very, very, very crowded, dirty, smelly room in my house because my husband's a little bit of a hoarder and he's taken this entire bedroom as his storage. So this is where I record. <laughs> but I bet you don't know that because you're listening to the podcast and you're like, hey, she has exceptionally good audio. Thank you. Um, sounds like, Professional kind of, but the truth is that this is far from perfect. You know, this is my behind the scenes. Maybe I'll take a picture and share it on Instagram later just to show you all that, you know, I'm not BSing you. But the trick is to change how we perceive mistakes. There's no way I'm gonna convince all the Instagram influencers over the world and all the Pinterest peoples to start taking photos of their dirty houses. There's that's not gonna happen. I wish they did, but that's not gonna happen. So what I can do is change how I perceive my mistakes. You know, everyone says that we learn from our mistakes. And this is true. When you look back, like hindsight is twenty twenty, right? You look back on your, the mistakes you made when you were younger and it all makes sense. And you saw what you learned from it and blah, diddy, blah. But that's not the only thing that is valuable about making mistakes. You know, I started a gratefulness practice in 2013, like formally. I think I did it beforehand. But I never did it formally. And I've been making a list of three things that I'm grateful for since 2013. Not every day, but when I remember. And I don't, like, beat myself up over it, you know. Sometimes I get a good streak going, and other times it's been 10 days since I did it. It's all good. I figure that if I did the math on it, I'd probably have done it, like, maybe a little bit less than half of the days and over, you know, since 2013 to now. But that's six years going, you know, and the most interesting thing about my gratefulness practice is how it has impacted my perception of mistakes. You know, in the beginning, my gratefulness practice was like, I'm grateful for my health. I'm grateful for my, you know, I didn't have kids back then, but I was pregnant. I'm grateful for my pregnancy. I'm grateful for my husband. I'm grateful for blah, blah, blah. But now it's much more specific. You know, I'm I'm grateful for... What did I make them up? What did I put on my list today? I'm thinking, I know that yesterday I did write down that I was grateful for my niece Amelia's first healthy year of life, that she've made it through her first year of life, super healthy, obviously super cute and, you know, complication free and that she's here with us and that her first year is done. Um, Very grateful for her and for her health. That is more like, you know, everybody thinks that's something to be grateful for. But let me just pull up my list. I'm grateful for 2019. And let's see. I am grateful for, I wrote down, grateful for the awareness that, that all of these are gifts from God. Thank you, God, for giving me the ability to see that these things from come from God. That was kind of an interesting thing for me. But I want to share with you an example of me being grateful for something bad, "Quote unquote bad." Now, a few weeks ago, I was pretty sick. I had a sore throat, um, had a cold, and it kept recurring. I took seven days of antibiotics. You know, two days later, it was back. So the doctor sent me cortisone. I took that for four or five days, and then I went back to a doctor because it came back, and he sent me another five days of antibiotics. And so that's a lot of junk putting into my body, and I felt bad and tired, and I have two kids to take care of, and you can imagine, right? And this podcast and all this stuff that I wanted to be doing, but I just felt so sick. Meanwhile, the kids were sick too. It was a fun time. How is that something that I can be grateful for? First of all, I can be grateful for the time with my kids. You know, a lot of times they go to school. The times at their home, they might drive me a little crazy sometimes because I want to be working on my projects. But, you know, I'm grateful for the time that I had with them. And the other thing is that I'm grateful for my health. Being sick reminded me that I'm healthy most of the time. 90% of the year, I'm not sick. Thank God. And I'm grateful for my health. But I wasn't even aware of it until I got sick. You know what I'm saying? So mistakes and failures and moments where you feel down in general can work to hone your appreciation for the good times. You know, you're not really aware of your breath until you can't breathe. Or, you know, a few years ago, I kind of hurt my shoulder. And I couldn't work out, but I wasn't even aware of my shoulder mobility and how much I use my shoulder until it wasn't cooperating with me. So that's when like mistakes and failures and moments where you feel down, you know, they work to your advantage to become more appreciative and aware of all the good things going in your life. In addition, mistakes and failures and bad times, they serve to bring you closer to God, You know, the weaker you are, quote unquote, the more you fail, the more you will end up leaning on God for help. No. And like when you're in a really, really, really on top of your game kind of moment, you're not like, help me, God. You're like, thank you, God. But you know, it's more passive when you really need help. That's when the prayer gets strong, isn't it? And sometimes I think that that's why the bad times exist. That's why the mistakes exist and failures exist. Because sometimes pride gets in our way. And a nice little mistake or two, a nice little failure or two will bring you back to humility real quick. Or in the words of Juan Jose my son, lickety split. So, you know, there's, there's definitely a very strong component to making a mistake in terms of humility and leaning on God, because you know what? We need God all the time. We need him all the time, not just when we're in a bad moment. We forget that in the good times. But how about enough about mistakes? I know you're really excited to get to the juicy portion of today's show which is you know the worst mistakes that I've made and it makes me a little queasy to share this stuff I feel a little awkward about it like I said before but I think it's important I think it's really important to kind of destigmatize mistakes and show people that everybody makes mistakes sometimes small ones sometimes big ones okay so I'm gonna start with one That I've shared about on the podcast before. Let's go from like the least juicy to the most juicy. How about that? This one is something that I've shared on the podcast before, which is, you know, I think it was episode number two on accomplishments and achievement and self-worth. I definitely let my self-worth get wrapped up in my accomplishments and achievements. This was circa 2012 when I started my own business Up until I kind of closed that business in 2015, things got out of hand, you know, landing a new client was a huge win for me. And I was puffing my chest like, wow. And when things were bad, I felt bad about myself, you know, like I was the failure, even if the business was, you know, it was the business that was failing. It was me that was failing. I felt like I wasn't worth it. I wasn't worthy. You can listen to episode number two on that. I ended up Just as a sneak peek at what happened, I ended up closing my business in 2015 and kind of went cold turkey on accomplishments and achievements and can say that, yes, there have been a few bumps in the road since then, but I'm pretty much free of that. If I never accomplish another thing in my entire life, I know that I am worthy of lots of good stuff um, just because I am who I am. Just because I'm sitting here in my queen t-shirt being myself, that is enough. I don't need to accomplish anything. So that was a huge mistake that I made back a few years ago. All right. Mistake number two is choosing a co-founder that didn't complement my skills. I chose the wrong co-founder for my business. My business was called Marca Labs. All oh, those were good times. We worked together for about six months, but the truth is, we had a lot of the same skill set, not complementary skills. You know what I'm saying? Like, he didn't have the things that I lacked. And I think that's where we went wrong because the truth is that I have lots of love for the guy. You know, we are, I wouldn't say we're like good friends, but we get along. There's a lot of love there between us. And, you know, we dove into that business partnership without thinking it through. We needed our skills to complement each other's, but in reality, we shared them. And on the bright side, we figured it out quickly. Within six months, we went our separate ways. Might have gotten a little bit ugly at the end, but like I said, there's lots of love between us now. And, you know, I think a lot of it was immaturity and we're much better business people, makers now on the other side of it than we were beforehand. And we definitely learned a ton that was a mistake. It was not an expensive mistake, but you know, it, it did cause a lot of turmoil internally. I felt terrible about what was happening. I wanted it to come out a different way. You know, it was, it was painful. It was painful. And I think for a long time, I carried a lot of shame around that, especially because people still mention it. I'm like, we worked together six months. Like, how do you people even remember this happened? But, um, but in general, you know, I feel much much healthier as a business person after going through that ordeal so that was mistake number two all right let's get more cringeworthy let's make this a little worse for me um mistake number three was that i made a web app called devise and i poured now this is getting really honest i'm starting to feel the shame trickling in (laughs) um I spent about $10,000 of my business's money. It wasn't my money, it was my business's money, but still, it was my business. So you do the math there into this web app. It was a beautiful design and it was just full of bugs. It was too expensive to keep up with. Um, I paid somebody in Michigan, I think it was Michigan, to do this for me, the programming side of it. And there was just so much to do that I couldn't get it to where I needed it to be. And at about $10,000, I just cut it off. And I said, this is too much. We're ending this right here. And I still believe in that project. It was beautiful and wonderful. And I think absolutely perfect for, you know, web design agencies and stuff like that. You know, agencies to work with clients on digital projects, but didn't have the cash for it. And maybe in some other lifetime. But that I would say was... To be honest, I don't view it as a mistake, but most people probably do. So I'm including it here in this list. I lost a ton of money on it, but it was a really enjoyable experience. And I learned the hard lesson of one, budgeting, (laughs) overestimating things. You know, I definitely underestimated how long things were going to take to build out in different features. So now I definitely know that if somebody says two days, that means five and budget accordingly. But also that I was missing a critical piece, which was talking to my potential customers. Now I do a lot more of it. I definitely, definitely learned my very expensive lesson in terms of customer feedback when it comes to projects. And, you know, now with this Kin Podcast, I talk to listeners all the time. And I love to get their feedback, and I definitely incorporate their feedback. Now, if you'll notice, I don't include quotes in some kind of special weird voice anymore. People didn't like it. Sometimes they couldn't understand what I was trying to say on that special funky voice effect thing that I did for quotes. So I stopped doing it. And first of all, hearing from podcast listeners is one of the greatest joys of my life, like I've said before. So, you know, I'm always going to do more and more of it. But I learned it through devise, through throwing away that business money and, you know, making that mistake, if you want to call it that. Now let's get even worse. Dun, 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 dun. This one is going to be about my kids because I think any mistake that you make with your kids feels a hundred times worse than anything you could do in your business or any other thing, like with a friend. Man, I am really losing my peppy vibe after, you know, watching carpool karaoke and my workouts and my centering prayer. Like I started this episode really peppy and I'm kind of losing my pep here. Got to get back in my stride. But first I'll get this really sad story out of the way. I'm laughing because yikes. um, At some point I decided to wash Juan Jose's car seat. He must have been like two. So I took all the cover off. I threw it in the washing machine and then I, you know, put the cover back on the car seat and I put the car seat back in the car but I didn't buckle it in and I didn't realize that it wasn't buckled in for maybe two to three days. And he rode in the car multiple, many multiples of times during those two to three days when the car seat was unbuckled. Cue the biggest mom guilt fest of my life. And add an extra layer of, I became acutely aware that if it had been my husband who did that, I would have been furious. And yet it was me. And all of the revelations of, I also make mistakes with the kids and blah, 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 things, things got a little dark there in my mind for a second or two. But, you know, then I came to terms with the fact that every mom makes mistakes. Yes, this was a very bad one. It's not supposed to, you know, car seat safety, you don't mess with that. And I'm definitely more careful now, but You know, things happen. Accidents happen. And guess what? After all of these mistakes that I told you about today, which are not the only mistakes I've made in my life, I've made mistakes like today and it's 11.15 a.m. I am still whole. Whole with a capital W in the words of my friend Mario from episode three. You know, I may have lost some money. Oops. And maybe some sleep. Thinking about what could have happened with that car seat, and definitely some sleepover—you know, those um, bad times with my co-founder. But so what? At the end of this life, you have one person to answer to, and that's God. You know, I, I like to to think about this quote by Anne Voskamp, and she says, "Think of eternity and live backward from that." Isn't that really powerful? And I think to myself. Why am I beating myself up over making mistakes? Sure, it sucks to lose money, and it sucks to piss people off. But you know what? We didn't know we were going to make that mistake. We weren't trying to make a mistake. It's all right. If you knew better, you would have done better. If I knew better in all of those mistakes, I would have done better, and I wouldn't have made them. But you got to give yourself permission to make the mistakes in the first place. Because remember, that doesn't make you a bad person to make mistakes. It doesn't make you a terrible mom to make mistakes. It doesn't make you a bad business person to make a mistake. We all make them. We all learn from them. We're human and it happens. They are how we experiment and we try new things. They're how you end up with a kin podcast after, I wouldn't say failing at the Process podcast a couple of years ago, but after giving up on it because of morning sickness. The Process podcast, which Didn't go a lot of places is what made me brave enough to do this today, which I really hope makes it tons of places and into tons of ears so I can help more people. It's because of the process podcast that I'm here doing the Kin podcast today. That wasn't a mistake. It was a learning experience, and I'm so grateful for it. Mistakes are just experiments. Experiments in new projects, in new ways of doing things, and how to be better. That's all they really are. And if you gave yourself the permission to make mistakes, what would you do differently? I'm curious, what new projects would you suddenly feel brave enough to try, to put out there? How would you put more of yourself out into the world if you weren't so afraid of making mistakes, if you changed your perception of mistakes and failures to experiments? All right, I'm going to wrap this up on mistakes because... We got dark, we got deep, and I want to go back to my peppy mood, okay? I'm going to watch more carpool karaoke. No, I'm kidding. I need to go pick up Nicolas at school. But I'm glad we had this conversation. I'm glad you tuned in. I'm really grateful for it because I want to see more of your stuff out there. I want to see more of you out there, and you know that that's why I love Freddie Mercury because he was unapologetically himself, unapologetically Making mistakes, trying new things all the time. We all need a little bit more Freddie Mercury in us. And I'm wearing my queen t-shirt again. I know I sound like a broken record, but you know what? It's true. And I'm going to leave you with that. Kind of an invitation or a challenge, if you will, to ask yourself, what would I do if I wasn't so afraid of making a mistake? If I saw more as an experiment, what if I gave myself the permission to make mistakes and fail? What would I do? So thank you for listening to episode 18 of The Kin Show. As always, you can check out this episode's show notes at kinpodcast.com, and I'll post all the information that I talked about here, including the two quotes that I mentioned. Kinpodcast.com. And a very special thank you to my friend Mario Callejas for providing the music for the show, and to his wife, Tate, for recording the voiceover on the intro. Doesn't she sound amazing? Anyway, search Mario on Spotify. He's the bomb. Thank you, Tate. And congratulations on their new bundle of joy, Anna. FYI, Tate recorded the intro voiceover like three days before Anna was born, and she was born two days ago. So very grateful for Anna joining us and for the Callejas' lovely household and contributing to the Kin Podcast. I am so grateful to them and their friendship and thank you for listening if you enjoyed this episode you know what i'm gonna say hop on over to itunes and leave a five star rating and review the review is actually really important to me because i want your feedback be honest tell me what you really think and you know it'll help more people like you find and enjoy the show hopefully people will enjoy it and i'd be ever so grateful if you lent me those two minutes of your time to hop on over in itunes and do that Stay tuned for the next episode of Kin next week. I'm Marcela, your host, signing out.